0: They left the generator on. Oh, goodness. Why did they do this? Uh, If I knew how to complain, I would. If my Chinese was good enough, I would call them up and ask them, why is this thing still on? It should be off after 5.30. Of course, this is the generator that is uh, attached to the school outside of my apartment. They're not in school at night. I know this. So, why is that generator still on? It is Thursday, March 3rd, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening in. This here is my daily audio blog. Every Monday to Friday, I publish it. You can find the archives on my website, stevensersky.com. It's where I keep a lot of the uh, stuff that I write and post. I also have a few other social media outlets. The Steven Sersky on Twitter. You can troll me there. Find me on Instagram. I have a couple of accounts there because not only do I have my main sort of like travel picture depository, I also have two others one for my podcast and then another one for my movies. And I've recently started posting the March Motion videos onto my May You Make Your Movie Instagram page. Now, if that doesn't sound familiar to you, (laughs) March, I am spending every day learning this program called Apple Motion. It's a visual effects program that uh, is usually worked in tandem with Final Cut Pro, which is a video editing suite. So I'm, I'm trying to focus only on this program Throughout this entire month, I have the time, I have the drive, and I have the computer power. Although I'll tell you, the way my computer's sometimes chugging along, I don't, (laughs) I'm not sure how many more times I can put it through this thing. How many more years I can uh, put it through this sort of uh, this stress, this demands, these demands. So. Anyway, yes, you can check that out. Uh, There are dedicated pages on my website, uh, March Motion. You can also check out my previous projects as well, January and December drumming. That's what I do to keep myself busy when I'm not living the life of an expat and reading the news about how Russia is bombing Ukraine. Uh, Now, I did spend most of the morning recovering from last night's little uh, escapade, but um, was listening to one podcast called uh, DHM Plugged, I followed these two guys, one's a, he's a journalist, or he used to be a journalist, uh, columnist, I guess you'd call him, and the other guy is a money manager, and so they get together and they have this sort of unedited, um, unrehearsed, blah, blah, blah conversation. And they were going through this kind of, you know, pitching around some ideas, and one of the ideas they were saying is like, you know, Bitcoin really hasn't recovered as an alternative currency here. I mean, the U.S. dollar has gone up quite a bit, gold has kind of done okay, but it's been commodities that have been booming, Bitcoin for all its alternative asset, uncorrelated with the markets, blah, 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 is not going up. I mean, it's jumped, yeah, it's jumped like $10,000, but which is not a small sum i understand that but 30,000 up to 40,000 uh yet last year or 2 years ago it was up to 60,000 70,000 i mean why is it in, why is it during a potential world war here why is bitcoin not being uh not going higher so that was one so the idea was that it was the russians who were trading bitcoin or mining it and they took their money financed this war in uh, in Ukraine, and uh the other idea that they came up with was that Putin is shorting the market. It's a and you can do this. you can go ahead and short the market, make sell low by uh, was it sell high, buy low or, yeah, so short selling is the uh the reverse where you are selling first and then buying later, so you sell high and you buy low. Uh, So that's, that's what he could do, and potentially make a a lot, make a killing, literally, in all sense of the word, because he makes money in Bitcoin, and then shorts the market, invades Ukraine, and as markets tank, he shorts, and he makes money on the way down. This War doesn't have to be a zero-sum game, except for the people that die and are affected for it. I mean, of course, it's a zero-sum for them. But uh, in terms of finance, pretty flexible. And this is uh, one, of, I guess, you know, maybe for all his uh, uh, proponents of, like, you know, we want to destroy or we want to deconstruct the post-Cold World War, Cold War um, agreements and networks and everything. Maybe this is one of his, you know, fuck yous to the West. It's like, if you're going to do this to me, then I'm just going to use the tools against you. Which then kind of goes into the argument of like, well, if you're using the tools of, you know, the the people that you don't like, or you're saying you're doing it wrong, uh, what does that mean? Right? Ah, uh, So, yeah, that war continues to take in one city, uh, her uh, I don't know, Cherniv in not uh, in in the south of the country I know they took that one but uh Kiev 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 and Kharkiv are still even though they've been bombed like Kharkiv has been bombed uh and that's the city I used to live in but uh as far as I know I mean civilian casualties i've heard I've seen numbers between three hundred and two thousand um. Million people displaced. I mean, the country really only has—I can't remember actually—is it thirty or sixty million? I mean, it's not a, a massive country by by any stretch of it. But uh, so far, the numbers seem to be kind of low, which is a good thing. But also, with the Russian soldiers, they had uh, Russia actually admitted that they'd that they'd had five hundred soldiers die basically, and that's that number seems really small it's it's kind of like well why isn't ukraine able to retaliate as much like why why can't they do this Uh, i don't obviously they're not as well equipped as russia um maybe they didn't bitcoin enough prior to this invasion they probably weren't really expecting it either going what the hell like why are you blowing us up what the hell would we do uh so i mean they the russian army is a lot larger than 500 people right they can they can absorb 500 soldiers uh, a loss of them, uh, what What else, I mean, are they just sort of teasing this, I mean, why aren't they deploying the whole force, why don't they just go take the country, they, uh, it's been a week, they haven't, they've made some inroads, but uh, I'm looking at this, like, a lot of the bridges have been blown up, so like, Ukraine is literally cut off from Russia now, it's, they've severed the link, those links. Uh it's kind of hard to believe, you know, this is on my mind, that uh, we have a, a, a war, a potentially a world war brewing right now in Europe. And I mean, here we are, just, I mean, just get up, go to work. I didn't go to work today, but I work on Saturday. Uh, but how much can I do? What more can I do? The one thing I did do is that today's March Motion project is actually a tribute to Ukraine. Of course, you can go see that on my Instagram, on my website, and also on YouTube. So a small little tribute, just the uh, Ukrainian colors and uh, Ukrainian flag colors. And then uh, it's uh, done up in this neat little wave of, um, it's kind of like window rays, like sun rays. And they're, they're sparkling or they're moving across the screen. It's kind of neat. I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it, but that's why. You should go take a look. It's only 10 seconds, so it won't take too much time. And it'll load pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, uh, other than that, I mean, to get my mind off of this, I did spend some time uh, looking at... Uh, I did not get any Chinese done today. I just wasn't in the mood for it. And I, my head was kind of fuzzy m- this morning, too. But I was looking at the Delta materials because... Uh, I was looking. I have a bunch of these websites that I'm looking at. So, if you want to do this this diploma, there's a lot of information. Now, the Cambridge and other centers will try to sell you a course that will help you prepare for the test, but you don't have to take that course. You can just write the exam. It's a three hour exam, two parts, and so that's what I was looking at today. Was I found some test papers, There's one teacher who posted a bunch of uh, uh, test papers on her website, former, uh, previously released uh, uh, test papers, exam papers, sorry. And I'm looking at them going, oh, how do you do this? Because there's one part where you have to deconstruct an entire sentence or a bunch of sentences. Like we're talking like subject, what verb tense are you using? What, is there a preposition? What phrase is this called, you know, this verb phrase? I'm going, how do you do that? And then I'm wait. wait a minute. I have this grammar book here. And sure enough, you open the grammar book. It's exactly what the grammar book is talking about. So they're taking these exercises from the, uh, was it uh, essential reading? It's an essential, like this book, you're, you have to read it. They're taking exercises from that basically and putting it into an exam. Like, okay, so there, got the grammar book. going to start reading that. I've got this um. It's not like a dictionary. It's an A to Z of ESL uh, vocabulary. So A to Z vocab. So I'm going through that as well. And there's one other book I would get. I think it's going to be about language. I think that's the only other one I would buy. Uh, Or at least have a printed copy. I could probably find find it cheap online or something. And if I sat down, I got thinking about this. I'm going, so if I can just write the test... I mean, I don't really want to be pressured to go to a course. and really don't want to do that. And if a test is just a bunch of definitions, and I'm looking at this, and a lot of it is definitions and knowing the terminology and having an understanding of the whole sort of how to talk about the ESL industry. that So it's more theory-based, right? I'm looking at this going, what's my rush? I don't need to, I mean, if I try to push to have it done by June because they sit this exam two times a year, June and December for uh, Module 1 and Module 3. I'm going, well, I don't need to rush through this. I can take my time. I mean, yes, there might be a job change this year. I don't know. This always goes through my mind this time of year. Actually, goes through my mind usually in August, but if there's going to be a job change, then it has to be done Prior to July and August, because that would be the summer vacation, and then uh, like the university semesters would start up again. So, thinking about it, I'm not in touch. Sure. I'm not committed to it just yet, but that would be the idea. Um, and then that way, I have this time to sort of finish this Delta the diploma uh, in my spare time from now until you know November, and then write the test, change jobs, write the test in December, and then. Uh, Module 2, you need to actually have a class or some sort of teaching environment, so you can do a, a needs analysis and all this other junk. Get that done first semester next year, right? I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like... Uh, so overall, it would take me a year to do the whole thing, but it would be at a very leisurely pace. I mean, I wouldn't... I don't feel the need at all to be stressed out about this thing. I remember my master's degrees... And one master's degree. And I'm not going to go through that again. Like, I, if at all possible, I would just... No way. So if it's going to take a little bit longer... Now, one of the things with it is that even though if it takes longer, as long as I'm still generating ideas and able to be productive, so if I'm able to still do these things like March Motion, uh, April After Effects, then maybe make your movie, all these other projects that sort of supplement, that are able to supplement a lot of the things... Uh, well, my day basically, but then all of these these skills like this the building up uh, using Apple Motion as uh, visual effects, After Effects, using Logic Pro this is building up into a, a little mini production studio. Which the idea would be to be using this to develop some sort of educational materials, maybe, or other creative output. I mean, there's no And I'm starting to look at it going, why do I restrict myself? Why does it just have to be educational? Or why does it only have to be creative? You know, it doesn't have to be, oh, this is art. This can be, I can have an art division, and I can have an educational division. Let's put it this way. If you were to study English or any other language, what would you do? Some, you'd get books that have been translated. You might go get a movie, uh, or you might buy the script of that movie. Now, whether or not they're authorized copies, but that's the idea, is that just because you create a, an original piece of art, a movie, a book, doesn't mean you can't have subsidiary income streams from it. So you have your your primary, your your, your initial movie release, in English, or pick a language, doesn't matter. You translate it, sell the translation as one uh, one other uh, income stream, and then you pick off other se- uh, parts and split it up into YouTube clips and uh, language analysis and all that stuff. So that's the idea, right? So this is sort of going through my mind in terms of uh, how I'm going to be building out um, both educational platforms and uh, my own sort of creative projects that uh, you can no doubt see on stephenserski.com, on my website that's uh, up there. So a lot of them have just been strictly creative. It's a lot of practice, basically. I want it to be quick. I want it to be easy. And I want it to be done. No more hard drives full of ideas. Nope. I am publishing. Like, this is the biggest thing. that I gotta publish, 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 publish. There's no time to think about stuff anymore, to tell you the truth. I mean... You have to be thinking about it, publishing it at the same time, and then moving on to the next thing. You have to take hold. This is what I've noticed. that You have to take hold of the opportunities presented to you at that time. Go with them. If it, If it doesn't come together, first of all, if it doesn't come together, you might not be ready to do that. So move on to something else. Number two, even if you move on to something else... And you see how it could be so much better than this, but if you can't do the so much better version, can you just do the good version, the the printable version right now? And this is what I'm going with, go, going for with uh, March Motion, these movies, these videos that I'm making. They're not long; they're ten seconds, little practice pieces, you know, s- s- sketches, if you will, right? Like artist sketches, practice to get familiar with the programs, the workflows, terminology. And so I'm looking at this, going to the Delta. I mean, this doesn't have to be done right away. I can take my time with it because I want to learn these other programs as well. So that's my goal. Big event this weekend. Uh, not only am I working, yay, but... and uh, I think I, I've mentioned this before. The 4 x 4 by 48 So I'm going to try to run 48 miles this weekend. And... Um uh, it's David Goggins' challenge. It's pretty famous. You could look this up. He, this is his third official time doing it, but he's been doing this sort of uh, um, race against himself for a while. The idea is that starting tomorrow night at 8 p.m., I will run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So this will end uh, Sunday. I think it's the last run would be 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, or is it 8pm, I can't remember, it's 12 legs, basically, total, Um I guess you could, how do you count it, 24 hours, and yeah, so the last run would be, well, I guess you have to run that 13th leg, don't you, yeah, I have to check on this, I can't remember what I did last year, I'm not sure if I did 12 or 13, I think I tapped out, because I, uh I did 12 legs total. I'm not sure how I have to double check. Anyway, um, but this year I want to be running the whole thing. So today I also spent some time reading about ultra marathon preparations. Um, I think I'm going to go get myself some compression socks. I know decathlon has them. And for the reason, because last year one of the issues that I had during this this uh, marathon was that I would try to go to sleep and I was, I had my legs under my my quilt, under my covers. Well, that helped, that did not help the inflammation. Uh, It made my legs swell quite a bit. And so they were very, they were filled with blood and they were swollen, terrible idea. So this year, I'm going to get myself some compression socks that I will put on after every run. And then that way that should help with the swelling just a little bit. Uh, not to mention I'm going to be stretching quite a bit. I also want to pick up some like cereal bars or some food gels. I've never used these before and I'm not a big fan of them. I think they're very wasteful, to tell you the truth. Not only that, I do prefer whole foods over not whole foods <laughs> gels. I'll try them out. I mean, I'll, you know, especially possibly Saturday or Sunday already, I might uh, want to have these Because if I have to work on Saturday, I don't want to be having gels. I don't know how my body will respond to them. And that seems kind of dangerous to go to work. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll have some sort of stomach issue or something uh, because of these gels. And you're running. Because running actually uh, can evacuate your bowels for you because it pushes all the blood. It takes the blood out of your gut. And so your blood doesn't, uh, your, your gut doesn't really do much processing. It just sends things along, basically. So... Uh, having these gels, the gels are very easy to break down, and so they get distributed into your your, uh, bloodstream and your your system a lot quicker than whole foods do. Uh, So um, this is what I was looking at and preparing for today. Uh, I think tomorrow I'll go to decathlon, pick up a few things, and it'll be a nice little sort of uh, ceremonial start to things. The idea with this 48-hour marathon is you're actually supposed to wait until 8 p.m. Pacific time, uh, in the United States, because that's the time that Goggins starts running. I just took the idea and I'm shifting it because it doesn't work with the 16-hour difference uh, from here to like Beijing. To uh, I think he was running. He's going to be running in Sacramento. He runs in the southern parts of the state, so uh, like, no snow. <laughs> so the idea would be that I'm just going to take uh, start 8 p.m. Uh, as if I was in Pacific time so I'm not going to try to do the, like, run at the same time that Goggins is running, because it's just, uh, besides, I mean, I'm going to be, he'll probably finish the whole race be, before I even, before I finish the race, even though I get a, you know, 16-hour head start, <laughs> right? That would be the idea. All right, so that's uh that's what I got on the docket so far, and, um, yeah, we'll see. Oh, I guess the one other challenge for this uh, this marathon this weekend to and from work, I'm going to have a backpack. And on the In the morning, it's going to be heavier because it's going to have my lunch and everything. Lunch will be a, tr- uh, a bit tricky because I have 50 minutes for lunch and it takes me 44 minutes <laughs> to run uh, four miles. So we'll see. Maybe I'll try to go a little faster on that one and then slower on the one after that. In terms of timings, yeah, they won't be exactly on the dot 8 o'clock or 4 p.m. or 12 o'clock, but that's just going to have to be something... Um, that i deal with that is sort of an acceptable um breaking of the rules that's not a rule you know it's an acceptable allowance because i've got i got to get other things done as well that's my plan so uh i'll i'll leave it there check out my website i've got i've updated a bunch of things uh, again today got a new march motion page up there have all the videos there for you also, Instagram. You can follow me there. I have a couple of accounts. Um, the one f- for March Motion is "May you make your movie." That's the handle. "May you make your movie." You can see the videos there. Of course, I'm also posting them uh, to YouTube and then also to uh, the Twitter. You can find me there, the Steven Sierski. Folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Have a good night, and let's stop bombing Ukraine, please, Russia. Slava Ukraini. Slava Ukraini herum, 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 herum slava I'm trying to romanize the the Ukrainian and it's not working basically uh, glory to Ukraine and glorify it folks have a good one thanks for listening show notes and tracks up on my website stepcirsky.com we'll talk again bye bye